relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Utterly remarkable. He's still doing it. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, the deep dive one-on-one. Do you remember what Fauci said about, oh, the sources of COVID? Here's a little reminder. You've addressed these suggestions or concerns uh, that this virus was somehow man-made. Possibly came out of a laboratory in China. You've studied this virus. What are the prospects of that? There was a study uh, recently that we can make available to you where a, a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve. And the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. Totally, utterly consistent, despite what we've heard recently from not just the FBI, but from the Department of Energy, which, by the way, uh, manages numerous of our most sensitive national labs connected to national security in America. What has he got to hide? Let's unpack that and so much more with the lady who uh, is now, let me get her titles correct, co-host and executive editor of the War Room, Steve Ballin's War Room. Natalie Winters, welcome back to America First. Hi, thank you so much for having me back. As somebody who worked for Steve in the White House and then uh, prior to that was National Security Editor for Steve at Breitbart, I got to ask you a question. Don't worry, nobody's listening. Just (laughs) just three million people. How, How are you surviving with Steve? So happily and so easily. I I always joke I'm probably the only person in the world who would answer the question that way because I really have a wonderful relationship with Steve. I don't think he's ever yelled at me, maybe because I've never done it. He's never, I know, for anyone who's ever worked with Steve, you know that's like ridiculous, which maybe it means I'm just good at my job. (laughs) But I think more likely he probably just doesn't want to yell I, th- I think young- it's just because he's he's a he's an old sexist. He he yelled at everybody at Breitbart. I mean everybody and third what the bigotry of low expectations. The, the the bigotry of I don't know being pretty. It's the bigotry of being pretty. Uh, third third day into working for Steve, and I I didn't need that job. I was a professor already uh, for the Marine Corps. I had multiple other things I was doing and. Uh, Third, third, third day in a row, he screamed at everybody at the editorial meeting. And I said, Steve, you do that again and you don't have a national security editor. And he behaved himself until we got into the White House and we were even more closely associated cheek by jowl in the West Wing. All right, let's talk about the news. Uh, let's make sure everyone who's listening, watching us right now is following Natalie, Natalie G. Winters, Natalie G. Winters. First things, for, uh, look, I, I didn't prep any of this because, you know, you are one of the few people who doesn't need to be prepped because you're actually... Uh, one of the few who've actually covered this story for the last three years uh, at the National Pulse and now with the War Room. So let's let, let's take this hour as 
a deep dive, but begin with the 101. Let's, let's talk about the obvious things that really aren't covered at all by the mainstream media, but are essential. First things first, uh, NIH, CDC, uh, the organization that Fauci helmed for more than 30 years. Can you tell us why they were giving monies to Wuhan? What is the Wuhan lab? And most especially, what is this thing, the Eco-Alliance? Sure. So there's so much to unpack here. There's so many, you know, Chinese Communist Party entities and organizations involved. And I think it kind of begs the question why the United States is even uh, tangled up within this very intricate story to begin with. But I think in order to understand how the Chinese Communist Party really has embedded itself within so much of the United States, you can kind of take COVID as a case study. So I will get into the weeds because that's what I love to do. So there was a grant that started in 2014 coming from the National Institutes of Health, particularly the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which is the agency that was led, formerly led uh, until retiring in December of last year by Anthony Fauci. And under this broader grant, um, several projects, primarily focusing on the emergence of bat coronaviruses, um, were funded to the tune of millions of dollars in U.S. taxpayer dollars at that. Now, this money went, at least in a, according to the grant database, to EcoHealth Alliance. Now, this is a New York-based nonprofit, um, really, I think, sort of the golden child for the idea, the concept of pandemic prevention, right? By having boots on the ground in developing countries, you could hypothetically prevent spillover events of pandemics. But evidently, uh, even if you buy the natural origins theory, which even our own government now admits they don't, uh, they weren't very good at their jobs. So anyways, millions of dollars are going to EcoHealth Alliance. But for whatever reason, I would argue it is incompetence in some part uh, at that organization, but also just an institutional culture, both within the scientific community, but particularly the National Institutes of Health, um, which just does not regard the Chinese Communist Party as an existential threat. They view them as a research collaborator and partner. Um, the EcoHealth Alliance was allowed to partner with researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology to conduct research into, like I said, bat coronaviruses. And there's a lot of, even though as someone who's read the primary documents, right, the papers that were published as a result of this study, um, there's a lot of sort of back and forth and denial from Anthony Fauci about funding this research to begin with. But it's indisputable if you read the papers, you can see that taxpayer dollars um, allocated by the National Institutes of Health did not just go to EcoHealth Alliance, um, but they also went to Wuhan Institute of Virology researchers. Uh, most infamous is Shi Zheng Li, the bat lady. This is the lady who likes to basically artificially manipulate bat coronavirus strains that they've found in nature to make them deadlier to humans. And that's, of course, gain-of-function research that we're talking about. I had actually uncovered her resume. Um, and if you see, she actually lists grants from Anthony Fauci on there. So it's, it's indisputable that they were funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Um, now, to understand the Wuhan Institute of Virology, because I think that's also an important aspect to the whole story, it's not just like the United States was giving money to, you know, a Chinese scientific group 
that was trying to better understand how bats interact with the environment or, you know, pursuing some far left social uh, agenda, like, you know, trying to stop climate change. The Wuhan Institute of Virology is completely under the thumb and control of the Chinese Communist Party. They have communist working groups at the lab. They fly the Chinese Communist Party flag. They have weekly what they call party devotion sessions. Uh, They have a foreign influence chapter there. They have a communist youth league under the auspices of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. As someone, probably the only American who's ever looked at their job applications, um, you can't apply if you're not a member of the Chinese Communist Party and you're not in good standing with the Chinese Communist Party. So this is a CCP-run entity through and through. And with that, because there is no really meaningful designation or, or difference between military and civil science in China, it's also effectively a branch of the PLA in the sense that they were operating the, the, a bi- the, peop- the People's Liberation Army. Yes, that they were operating a, a bioweapons program. And we know this from documents from the U.S. State Department. But even if you go to the Wuhan Institute of Virology's website, Though they have since deleted these web pages, you can see that they used to list several, several military researchers um, as higher ups at the the lab itself. Um, and even, for example, a lot of the blood samples, the human blood samples that they were using to conduct this kind of bat virus manipulation, this gain of function research with, uh, if you read in the paper, they actually thank um, a branch of the PLA, the People's Liberation Army, for those those vials of blood, the the human blood, whatever model they were using, incredible, um, incredible, yeah. incredible. <laughs> and I presume most of that uh, evidence that you found has now been scrubbed. We're talking to the co-host of the War Room Executive Editor, Natalie Winters. Follow her right now on Twitter, Natalie G Winters. This is America First One on One, the deep dive. If you enjoy what we provide for you, the true experts, the real newsmakers, long form, then make sure you never miss an episode of the show. Go to your favorite podcast platform, go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts, plug in my name, Sebastian Gawker, America First. It's absolutely free. Leave us a five-star review and then share the links with your friends because that's how we get the truth out. If you are America First, how do you show it? Do you wear it? Do you have it in your pocket? Well, you can do that if you go to sebgorkastore.com. All of our merchandise is made in America. The hottest selling item is the FBI t-shirt. Fascist Bureau of Intimidation launched along with Chris Plant. The latest is the Elon Musk mug and t-shirt. The revelations of how they're censoring conservatives. Pay attention. Hashtag Twitter files. You asked for it. We made it. The America First challenge coin. You should have at least one in your pocket with President Trump. America First the logo and our motto stay frosty get yours today sebgorkastore.com that's s-e-b-g-o-r-k-a store.com today we are partnering with food for the poor to provide urgently needed food to some of the most impoverished countries in our hemisphere because of interrupted planting cycles rising food prices and the lingering impact of covid the list of families unable to feed their children grows longer by the day but you can make a difference to these families today a meal for meal match means your one-time gift of 144 dollars provides a family of four with food for a year that's two meals a day for the next year for a family who struggle to get even a handful of rice or enough corn for a tortilla. Knowing your gift will never have more impact than right now 
Will you rescue one family, three families, or even ten families? Go to SebGorka.com and click on the red Send Food banner. Text the keyword G-O-R-K-A to 91999, and you will get a link to make your life-saving gift. Or to give your gift by phone, call my toll-free number, 855-330-4673. So uh, this is maybe a a rhetorical question, Natalie, but... (laughs) We're the only nation in the world to put men on the moon. Uh, If you look at every modern invention from the modern airplane to the internet, uh, it's here. It it is discovered and developed here. Why in God's name is America, the government of America, giving one red cent to any state facility in communist China, a nation that has labor camps that has one political party in all of the research you've done i mean are are we really saying is fauci is nih is cdc is the u.s government really saying oh oh but the scientists in communist china are so much more advanced than oh i don't know palo alto what what is the logic have you worked that out well, this is what I think about in my free time, and <laughs> the best answer that I've been able to come to, um, I think if you base it off the evidence, so for example, Anthony Fauci, someone who you and I uh, surely detest, um, he, in the early days of the COVID pandemic, the NIAID funded a study, um, it wasn't like a scientific research study, it was just a, a longer form research paper, and Among the researchers on it uh, were people from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, so ostensibly Chinese Communist Party-linked scientific researchers, um, and a few Americans from some different institutions. And the thesis of the paper was based, and this was like right when we were deliberating whether or not to shut off travel from China. And the thesis of the paper was that international collaboration is imperative, it's important between China in the United States. So that's sort of the the narrative that I think these people see the realm of scientific collaboration through. It sort of aligns with, I would argue, their globalist worldview in the sense that they don't look at China and see the Chinese Communist Party. They look at China and see a country that has a lot of money, has considerably more lax scientific regulation than you have here in the United States, particularly when it comes to gain-of-function research and the timeline that we're talking about. Um, But the fundamental issue, you know, Anthony Fauci joked at uh, the Atlantic Ideas Fest a few years ago that he was trying to hire uh, researchers from China. And that is such a bizarrely naive comment to make, given the fact that Chinese Communist Party, I mean, owned and, and run scientists have been infiltrating American institutions here for so long as part of the Thousand Talents program, and whether it's intellectual property or, or stealing whatever, and exporting it back to China, there's just a fundamental miscalculation on, on their part, on the NIH's part, of the threat that the Chinese Communist Party poses. So to me, the bigger question is, is it incompetence, right? Do these people just fundamentally not, can they not grasp geopolitics? Or is there something more nefarious at play? In well, other well, words... Look, you, 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 you've been doing this for years now. And look, I get the idea that, oh, international cooperation is super nice, kumbaya, and let's hold hands. But we're not talking about, you know, working with Belgium. We're not talking about working with Slovenia. We're talking about the world's largest communist dictatorship. So have you found any evidence, whether it's 
connected to the Hunter laptop to deals with China, missed a 10% or anything even specifically related to Fauci and NIH that is more, um, more dark than that? Well, I think to, to answer that anecdotally and broader, the, the sense is that COVID-19 should have been really the final nail in the coffin for anyone who champions scientific collaboration. Because what did we get from that? The Chinese Communist Party uh, is not transparent at all, right? We've gotten basically nothing from them. They're busy deleting uh, the COVID-19 sequences and scrubbing the entire Wuhan Institute of Virology website. But yet these people are still pushing for scientific collaboration with China. So I think there's sort of a tell there in that it never really was about scientific collaboration in the first place. I think I think the evidence there is if you go back in 2014 when they were deliberating the gain-of-function research pause here in the United States, um, they really viewed China as a place that they could continue to conduct and sort of go around, even though it was the Obama administration at the time, uh, kind of circumvent the ban that they had placed on gain-of-function research. But, um, why, but why was gain-of-function so desperately important to them? What was in it for them to spin and modify a deadly virus? Well, I think this is when you really start asking the, you know, billion, if not multi-multi-trillion dollar question, which is COVID, COVID-19. You know, and, and I think that when you look at who's benefited from it, um, and if it, you know, put it this way, the DOE came out, right, and they said that it was likely a result of a lab incident. That still stopped short of certainly the thesis that we hold at War Room, which is that COVID-19 was released as a bioweapon. Um, it was intentionally released. All from right. the Wuhan. That, that's my next question. You're reading my mind. You must be part Vulcan. <laughs> I'm Sebastian Gorka. We're talking to Natalie Winters, co-host of The War Room, executive editor. Follow her at Natalie G. Winters right now. We, too, are on social media. We are everywhere that counts. Make sure you are following us so you never, ever miss an update. We're on True Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us on your Roku. Yes, we're a TV show as well. SalemNewsChannel.com. Or you can uh, actually check out my Substack for exclusive content. Go to sebastiangorka.substack.com. That's my whole name. Sebastian Gorka is one word, .substack.com. The latest piece is my analysis of what really is happening in Ukraine. Never miss anything to do with America First. Follow us on all social media platforms. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented the MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest and coolest pillow you'll ever own for my exclusive listeners the my pillow 2.0 has a buy one get one free offer with promo code gorka my pillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100 made in the usa and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee just go to mypillow.com click on the radio list of square for the buy one get one free offer enter promo code gorka or call 800-829-8468 that's code g-o-r-k-a go today if you enjoy 
America first. This isn't NPR. We don't have half a billion dollars every year from you, the taxpayer. This is a free market enterprise. Support uh, us by supporting those who make our shows possible. Great patriots like Mike Lindell, friend of President Trump's. You know he's under the gun. The FBI have been harassing him. Uh, The woke stores are boycotting him. Even Walmart has decided to ban him. Yes, Walmart has gone woke. He's just introduced the 2.0 MyPillow. He's already sold 71 million of the OG version. Get yours today with some amazing BOGO offers. And if you use my name, you'll get up to 66% off his line of more than 150 other items on his website. Get a good night's sleep. Treat yourself and your loved ones. Call today. 800-829-8468 or go to MyPillow.com. That's 800-829-8468, MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. All right, Natalie, you're on deck. You said something spicy a moment ago that we at War Room, I like that. She's like, we, me and Steve, we at War Room, we posit the following, that it wasn't an accidental leak. It was an engineered bioweapon. Are you saying it was an engineered bioweapon that was deliberately released? If that's the case, what's your evidence? Because my theory, based upon, you know, as a former intelligence guy, is the following, that, yes, they were doing... um, skullduggery it was making something dangerous worse and it wasn't for scientific purposes it was for the purposes of the people's liberation army the communist military of of that dictatorship however if you look at what we can glean from the initial reaction to the outbreak the likeliest hypothesis and this is a hypothesis is that there was a mistake there was an accident people working in the lab caught it, took it outside, then they had all the pangolin, you know, wet market garbage excuses. Where do you stand? You're the person who's been looking at this day in, day out. Give us your take on what exactly happened at Wuhan as much as we can know. Sure, I, I love using the uh, the royal we of the war room. Um, but speaking, speaking for myself, um, there was a, a blog post that the Wuhan Institute of Virology had on their website. I believe they had posted it around 2017. And they talked about how they were manipulating bat coronaviruses to reach, quote, epidemic uh, strains of proportion. little bit of a translation issue there, but the word epidemic. And if you continue to read the article, they list the NIH as one of their partners. And they really what, kind so, of- so, hang on, a sanity check. Why yeah. would they say that? Why would they say it's like it's like Dr. Evil, you know, I'm building a giant laser and I'm going to tell the world. Why would they say publicly we are making an epidemic sized variant of SARS-CoV-1 or SARS-CoV-2? What what's the logic there? So, on a on an aside, my focus as a reporter has always been Chinese Communist Party infiltration and People always say to me, how do you do your job? How do you always find all these scoops? And the funniest thing, and, and maybe I shouldn't say this because maybe a bunch of people are now going to start <laughs> doing my reporting, but the Chinese Communist Party is actually very bold um, in what they do in the sense that they brag about who they have meetings with, with their foreign influence groups. They brag about what they're doing. The Wuhan Institute of Virology publishes a scientific journal where they talk about how they receive uh, funds from the National Institutes of Health, right? They they list all these American partners. They list all these American academics and researchers 
who've come overseas to visit the Wuhan Institute of Virology and lecture them in their own words on, quote, gain of function research. So I, I, I totally I mean, every day I'm reading these websites, too, and I'm like, the Chinese Communist Party is, is very advanced. They know what they're doing. Like, why are they playing their hand? Although I will say, since I started reporting on one of these influence groups, the Chinese People's Association for Friendship and Foreign Contact, that is a mouthful, they've actually deleted their website. It's like defunct. You can't even access the archives anymore. So I think maybe they've sort of caught on. Um, but on, on the bigger issue of, of the bioweapon, I agree. If they were planning to release a, you know, virus to create COVID-19 and the whole pandemic, yeah, they probably aren't going to write about it on their blog. But I think it sort of gets into the question of why was the Chinese Communist Party toying around with the lethality and virulence um, of viruses in the first place? Um, Because they've never really made the case for that. Um, They love to say the word pandemic prevention, Right. And I sort of also and again, we're, it's also a hard subject because the Chinese Communist Party has been brilliant in a not letting anyone access to these facilities and, of course, scrubbing it. So I guess all theories at this point are hypothetical because of what the Chinese Communist Party has done. Um, and I'm, I'm but- going to ask you just to hold that thought. I'm going to ask you if eventually whether you think we will ever know. We're talking to Natalie Winters, co-host of The War Room. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First one-on-one, the deep dive, deep dive coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans right now, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Debron from Massachusetts. This is Debron's story. I just started taking Relief Factor four days ago. My hip pain is gone. I had a horrible time sleeping because of the pain. I absolutely love how I am feeling. Thank you, Relief Factor. That should be you. That could be you. There's only one way to find out, but it's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Debron, and 500,000 thousand of your fellow Americans. Call today. You've waited long enough. 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. That number again, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Right, you are a, a journalist now, uh, so I'd like to put all of our discussion into the context of what the mainstream media has been doing for the last three years. So just here's a very, very brief montage of how they covered the COVID lab leak theory. 
Because we don't know where the novel coronavirus came from yet, the conspiracy theories fill the void. I'm telling you, the Chicoms are trying to weaponize this thing. Here's Conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh with zero proof suggesting a Chinese bioweapon lab is to blame. There's this question about the Wuhan lab. We know that it's been debunked. Those same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. This week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum, despite his own intelligence community's findings that that is simply not true. And there is simply no reason to believe that that, that is the case. There is no empirical evidence to verify that. If you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there now, it's very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated science has spoken that little fascist fauci has spoken it can't be artificial uh <laughs> you're you're new to this field uh, of journalism investigative reporting you've you've outshone almost everybody out there i have to ask you to use your analytic skills for the establishment media's behavior in the last three years what do you see here do you see Agit propaganda in support of the powers that be? Are these people who are at the same cocktail parties with Fauci and his wife? You know, the head of ethics blows my mind. Um, or or is, there, is there some other connection? Is it just swamp creatures being swamp creatures, thinking like a collective? How is it that in lockstep for three years, from Forbes magazine, New York Times, New York Post, the new scientist, the Lancet, Everybody said, oh, oh, no, 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 debunked theory, not a lab leak. Are you seeing any evidence as to why there was such a unified chorus? Well, on a very brief aside, my mom loves Relief Factor, and she started taking it because of your show. So it's very funny to have watched that ad because my mom really loves Relief Factor. I've never done a plug for someone else's product while on a show but it's just very funny. You saved my mom a lot of pain. So What's I, your mom's name? My mom's name is Lori. Lori, we love you. And if you ever need a big bag of relief factor for me, Natalie's got my number. She knows how to get to me. We love that. We love that stuff. The genuine, genuine endorsements. And I'm sure it'll piss off Steve. That's even better. All right, Lori, yeah. good stuff. But to answer, to answer your real question, um, I think that it's a much broader question about the nature of the powers that be here in the United States, the nature of the swamp. And what I mean by that is that everyone from that mainstream media class, the Fauci's of the world, that, you know, D.C. elite, it was very, 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 very in their interest for this virus to not have been birthed by the Chinese Communist Party, right, to have it have just been a natural spillover event, because the reaction to that, how you treat it, is very different as opposed to coming to terms with the fact that COVID-19 could have been a bioweapon. And what I mean by that is that all of these sort of nonprofits or movements or even the World Health Organization's efforts to broaden their sovereignty that have cropped up since the onset of COVID-19, right, these mass vaccination organizations, kind of the Bill Gates-funded groups of the world, they have all predicated their, I would argue, business model, but their model on the idea that pandemics will continue to occur if we don't invest in pandemic prevention and natural spillover events. And that you kind of dovetail in 
to the social control aspect of it, right? Climate change increases pandemics. Uh, you need to take the COVID-19 shot or we're going to create new strains. So they have really, I think, enjoyed this natural spillover idea because it has allowed them to use, to really weaponize COVID paradoxically, not in the gain-of-function research aspect, but from a well, social agenda. Yeah, politically weaponize it. Whereas if you... If you take the theory that it is developed at the hands of the Chinese Communist Party, your solution to that is not, well, you know, let's roll out, let's give the WHO, which is in bed with the CCP, even more power. It's, no, let's, you know, sanction the Chinese Communist Party. Let's work to take down the Chinese Communist Party. Let's realize that the CCP is an existential threat and engaging in both unconventional and unrestricted warfare. So it was very in the interest of these power-hungry bureaucrats uh, to run cover uh, for the Chinese Communist Party. And, of course, as someone who has really researched, you know, people and their compromising ties to the Chinese Communist Party, there are a lot of people, you know, you can go case by case, uh, who, who have either received financial grants from the Chinese Communist Party, people like Peter Daschak conducting research. Um, he spearheaded the Lancet Journal, which put out that paper that said anybody who supports the lab leak theory is a deranged conspiracy theorist. So on a case-by-case basis, there's sort of an individual level of CCP compromise. But I also think, too, the idea that all of these media outlets and institutions uh, are separate, right, and they're all just working in lockstep, I think that's sort of a a false facade. And what I mean by that, there really is no Chinese wall, no pun intended, between I think any of these mainstream media outlets. They're all sort of one monolith that just support the same narrative. And frankly, I think COVID-19 is a perfect example of how this consolidation of power can really, really control how people think um, and brand certain theories, certain ideas as, you know, beyond the pale. Um, And then they sort of, quietly, secretly admit a couple years later, all the while begging us for amnesty, if you remember that amazing Atlantic article, um, that we were actually right. Um, so that's why I think the COVID phenomenon is such an interesting case study. To re- You can really tease out so much from it in terms of the intentions um, of our, our ruling class. And the same goes for Fauci, right? If this turns out to be uh, a deliberate development or an accidental leak from the lab, his raison d'être as a director collapses. And entirely. Um, and remember, he and his wife have probably benefited the most from this pandemic in terms of power. Anthony Fauci, I think, probably has the largest ego in all of Washington, D.C., and, and that says a lot. Um, but this is this is someone who not only, I mean, he, he co-authored papers with his wife uh, during the COVID pandemic about how it was, not only okay to conduct research in like third world countries and who cares about the scientific standards there, it doesn't really matter, but she was authoring papers saying that it's okay to fire and harass employees who won't get the COVID vaccine. These people are power drunk, yeah. power hungry, yeah. and, um, and, and, and COVID got them everything they wanted. Yeah, and she, she is chief of ethics, absolutely mind-blowing. Follow this lady right now, Natalie G. Winters. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First coming to you just outside the salubrious, fetid, rank, malodorous, noisome swamp that is Washington, D.C. From the ReliefFactor.com studios. If you're in daily pain, if you've tried everything else and failed to find relief, do what I did four years ago. Take Relief Factor. But it's not just me. It's half a million other Americans, people like Debron from Massachusetts. This is Debron's story.
I just started taking Relief Factor four days ago. My hip pain is gone. I had a horrible time sleeping because of the pain. I absolutely love how I am feeling. Thank you, Relief Factor. That should be you. That could be you. There's only one way to find out. Call today, 800-583-84. The three-week quick starter pack will be at your door in a matter of days. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Debron, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. That's 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. When when are you going to write a book? I mean, given the amount of work you've done and, and, and your advanced you know, years, you should have written the COVID truth book by now. Do you have any plans like that or should I tell Steve to order you to do No, I definitely want to write a book. But, you know, the thing is I, I do all my own research. I do everything like by myself. So I wish I could clone myself and have that person focus on the book and I could still focus on my investigations because when I, at one point I was maybe considering, uh, but there's just so much happening in the news cycle that I feel like I'm doing a disservice to what's going on currently. And I want to focus on that as opposed to just, uh, you know, writing a book for my own self-advancement. Excuses, excuses, (laughs) excuses. All right. Um, on that topic, we haven't had a lot of defectors, I think, for obvious reasons. Do you think that's the only way we'll ever find out? Is, is, what do you give as the odds that we will know the genesis of this variant of SARS-CoV and whether it was deliberately leaked or not? What, what does your gut tell you? Well, as someone who has studied Chinese Communist Party, not just infiltration, but the all the levers that they control American society through, and I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but they plow billions of dollars into political warfare operations uh, to really control your mind. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we ever will. Um, I think from the biological perspective, in terms of like the actual evidence, I think the Chinese Communist Party did a very good job of of getting rid of that. And they embedded a lot of people who they had funded their research um, in terms of the Western scientists who served on the WHO COVID origins investigative team. Um, So I think it was sort of a, a missed opportunity there. So I really think a whistleblower would be the only answer. Um, Or, again, I I think it goes back to what I was talking about. You know, you can sort of find the crime in the cover-up, too. Um, You know, I think a lot of things like this, you sort of never know. And Anthony Fauci had even gave a speech. I'm sure he got his very nice, large, lucrative speaking fee like two weeks ago. And he sort of made a jab at people who were like, he's like, oh, well, these people want to know what the origin of COVID is. They're so crazy. And it's like, well, no, people want to know and they have a right to know. Um, but I think the fact that that narrative has already sort of taken hold that, you know, people like us who are demanding to know where COVID came from, that, that we're crazy, um, sort of suggests to me that people like Anthony Fauci, even in his retirement, are going to continue to defend the Chinese Communist Party and this idea that it, it did develop naturally. Again, I, I don't like to give false hope, but I think the Chinese Communist Party, as you well know, uh, 
they're very advanced. They they know what they're doing, except yeah. when it comes to yeah. writing articles on their <laughs> with on their website that, that that Natalie Winters can read. Look, educate your guys. Uh, you've got to follow this lady on social media, Natalie G Winters. Natalie G Winters, truly uh, a one person media empire. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You've been listening to America First One on One. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me... But it can never forget what they did here. I have a dream. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people... is America First with Sebastian Gorka. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has been for decades. Do you just ignore it, not talk about it? That myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Not true. It's four to 28 times more common after the the vaccine. That young people benefit from a booster. Misinformation. Our two top experts on vaccines quit the FDA in protest over this particular issue, pushing boosters in young, healthy people. The data was never there. That's why the CDC never disclosed hospitalization rates among boosted Americans under age 50. The vaccine mandates would increase vaccination rates. The George uh, Mason University study shows it didn't. That was Dr. Martin Macquery yesterday testifying on Capitol Hill with one big message. The greatest provider, the source of disinformation most pernicious during the COVID lockdown was the United States government. And you know who explicitly, of course, that little diminutive fascist Anthony Fauci. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Happy, happy, what is it, Wednesday? Is it the day before CPAC? It is indeed. We will be at CPAC uh, Thursday. We will be at CPAC on Friday. But uh, yesterday... If you missed it, we had President Trump on the show for almost the whole of the first hour. And Mr. G is very, very angry at me. Aren't you, Mr. G? No, I was just making a point. That was all. 
But but I spoke over President Trump's response to this wonderful new nickname you came up for the yes. governor of Florida. You spoke over when he said it's pretty good, actually. That's high praise coming from President Trump. In case you missed it, uh, let's just show a little bit of a fun clip before we get down to work here. This is President Trump on the governor of Florida and Mr. G's recommendations. Cut 11. You made quite a bit of news on Truth Social and uh, on your recent uh, rallies with your new nickname for the governor of Florida, Ron DeSanctimonious. Uh, Mr. G, th- th- somebody else has come up with a, a, another nickname. What, what is the nickname you have for us, Jeff? It's got to be Ron D'Establishment. Mr. President, Ron D'Establishment. Um, what do you think of that? That's not bad. I've, I've heard worse. You know, they came out with lots of different names. Meatball. I didn't like that one too much, but uh, they came out with a lot of different names. And that's not bad. I've heard of worse. Uh, are you excited good, about the primary season? I, I for one, want to see, you know, like you did before, 16, uh, 17 people up on the stage and the strongest guy wins. Are you ready, sir? Well, I am ready. And I guess we're doing very well because I've already started uh, I would think that Ron is maybe running, and you know I think it's interesting because he came to me for help. He was dead. He was uh, gone, uh, as you know, for governor. He had no chance when he first ran, and he was way behind. He was at almost nothing. And when I endorsed him, he took a massive lead, and and a few days later, literally a few days later, uh, won the nomination. And then I helped him get by a man who turned out to be a crackhead. He was supposed to be the hottest male in the party. The female was, of course, uh, Stacey Abrams. Those two were the two hot people in the Democrat Party. But at the time, he was hot. And uh, I did a couple of rallies for Ron. We had a fantastic turnout, thousands and thousands of people. I said, you're going to win. He didn't even believe it. And then after uh, he ends up winning, they asked him a couple of years later, maybe less, uh, would you run against the president? He said, I have no comment on that. I said, whoa, that's not supposed to happen, but that's the way it is in politics, I guess. So, uh, you know, look, Florida has been a very successful state long before he got there. Uh, and that includes some Democrats that didn't do such a bad job, to be honest with you. Right. But that in Florida has been uh, successful long before he got there. Very successful. Uh, we have the sun. We have the uh, ocean. We have a lot of good things going in Florida. That was I didn't realize. Thanks to Eric. The fifth time President Trump has been on the show. How do you think he did? Eric, what did you think of yesterday's interview? Your assessment that that was, I mean, it's it's hard for him to be anything better than absolutely great. But that was easily <laughs> probably the greatest of the five thus far. I think we know who Eric's supporting in 2024. Mr. G, as a, as a consummate, cold-blooded professional, as the producer of our enterprise, how did you rate yesterday's performance by 45? Now, I re-listened to it last night on the way home. Yeah. Because it's when you're in here working, you don't take it all it's in. Hard, it's hard to pay yes. attention, yeah. I actually think it's one of the best interviews he's done in a while. Yeah. He was very focused on point. It was very good. Yeah, he actually, you know, there's a rule in interviewing, only answer the question you want to answer, right? But yesterday, he answered my question. Yeah, I'm saying not just the best on our show. I think it's the best one that he's done in a while. Whoa, there you go. Did you hear the best producer in radio said that? I'll take that. Not as good as uh, Christopher Ray, though. Uh, he lied through his teeth on Brett Bear's show yesterday. Not a lot of pushback. We'll get to that in a moment. The number here is 833-33-GORKA. That's 833-334-6752. But the big news, because you can't keep a good man down, as of 50 minutes ago, 
Where are we, Eric? Where? What? 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 Organization have we defeated? We are back, everybody, on <laughs> YouTube. Are you happy, Eric? Very excited. I, I I don't know if you can hear the excitement in my voice right now. Because you built our, our former YouTube channel. And how many followers, after a few months of work, how many followers were we up to? We were at about, I think, 230,000, give or take. Yeah, and it was mostly your work. So good on you, Eric. We never give up. We're back. It's, you can see the whole of the president's interview, all of it. It's almost an hour long at Dr. Sebastian Gorka Official. So go to YouTube, Dr. Sebastian Gorka Official. You'll see the America First logo and me. And the first video, as of just a few moments ago, is our full, full interview with President Trump yesterday. All right, let's get back to work. Let's talk about the deep state, those who wish to undermine President Trump. Christopher Ray, the um, oh my gosh, how much time have we got? That's almost the A block. Let's squeeze in one cut. Christopher Ray talking to Brett Bear with a very simple question he can't quite answer about mm, people like Ray Epps and whether there were FBI informants, undercover assets on the ground during January 6th. Cut one, play cut. And the other Twitter question we get a lot is did the FBI have undercover agents or paid informants or assets among the mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th? Well, as I'm sure you can appreciate, Brett, I can't really appropriately talk about when, where, and how we use confidential informants. Is it classified? Well, we have information that is uh, about any number of topics that is law enforcement sensitive. Uh, But you should not read into my inability to answer a question because of my obligations as that is a clue or a hint in any way about how accurate your readers um tweet so um eric what what does that mean Uh, my my lack of response to the question as to whether we had fbi assets on the ground on january the 6th undercover what, uh, what does that really mean that's basically him knowing he can't outright lie, but yeah. he obviously doesn't want to tell the truth either. Right. He can't say, no, we didn't, because he'd be lying. And I just, oh, oh, I'm just not going to answer. Ray is a disgrace. He is an embarrassment to the badge he wears, and he needs to be fired as soon as possible. It's up to us. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. We have an amazing show for you today. We're going to go deep dive on the latest on Wuhan on the Department of Energy Intelligence Report. What's really going on? Fauci's culpability, that's in the third hour. Never, ever miss any of our one-on-ones. Go right now to your favorite podcast platform. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends because that's how we will win. And if you are America First... Make sure you show it. How do you do that? You go and check out the America First gear at SebGorkaStore.com. Hottest selling item jointly with Chris Plant is the FBI t-shirt, Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. The newest is the Elon Musk t-shirt and mug. Are you paying attention? Hashtag Twitter files. You asked for it. We made it. It is, of course, the America First challenge coin. SebGorkaStore.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.